The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization predict that the demand for meat will double before 2050 as global urban middle classes rise. Yet meat production uses eight times the resources to produce the same calorie value as cereal crops. In the preceding parts of this series, I have made the case that Asian populations are rising faster than food production, and that if nothing is done, we are on course for a future food crisis. In this part, I investigate the role of markets and governments in managing access to food. Milo, on the left, is a rice farmer, and Romy, on the right, is a pig farmer. Both live and work within a kilometre of each other in Santa Maria, a small village about one hour's drive north of Manila in the Philippines. Both used to own their own land but lost it to the banks after securing loans to invest in unfulfilled promises of increasing income by buying livestock to meet the growing urban demand for meat. Milo explains. In the 90s, we were all encouraged to get into the livestock business by taking out loans from the banks using our land as capital. We were told we could make good profits from breeding pigs, but we did not know how to look after the animals, and the pigs all died from heart cholera, leaving us with nothing. The banks took our land off us, and I was left to till the land as the laborer for the new landowner. Milo's animal compounds now lie empty. Romy, however, has stuck with raising pigs. I was a rice farmer, but the income I had was not enough to sustain my family. So I was persuaded to try the livestock business. I sold my land and invested in cows, but that fell, so then I tried pigs. They all died from disease, and I was left with nothing. So now I'm a contract farmer for a large corporation. Both Milo and Romy were attracted to farming animals by the market, which promised better returns for their work but now look to the government to help them regain their land and go back to producing rice. Sitting in a small damp office with the camera wet from a day on the farms, I spoke to two Filipino activists, Reni Salza and Amando Gerilla, who campaigned for a fair balance between the market that can give the farmers the motivation to increase production and a more involved government who can safeguard the basic right to food for the Filipino poor. Well, <clears throat> one of the... I think one of the elements that would contribute to a food-secure nation or community is uh, good governance. That's the role of government. Um, relating the issue of good governance to uh, distribution of land is very crucial because uh, in the Philippines, we have laws, we have policies, that uh, tries to encourage the distribution of these lands, whether public or private, to poor people, you know, to farmers and indigenous people. The idea is that if they have access and control over this land, then uh, it would address poverty. You know? It will increase their income, and therefore it will alleviate their situation into the poverty situation. So um, it's a good policy, it's a good law, but the question is, is it implemented well? Now, it's also about technology. And so 
the decision on what technology to use, uh, what is sustainable among the technologies, what would be temporary solutions with bad long-term effects, uh, has to be discussed between farmers and government and science. Uh -huh. Because uh, we might have very good immediate results in the use of pesticides, for example, but we will have long-term losses because of it. A and sometimes farmers will decide on a yearly basis what provides them return for the immediate harvest. A a because, uh, because of poverty, they will have to aim for good harvest immediately. Uh, but government and science should also be able to, to with in more information, to help farmers Historians often point to the fact that most famines are not caused by a lack of food, but bad governance. In 1996, a food and agriculture organization estimated that the world was producing enough food to provide everyone with 2,700 calories a day. But of the estimated 7 billion people on the earth, 1 billion are clinically obese, while 1 billion remain malnourished. 25% of food is wasted not only in food thrown away, but in places where food is needed most, often by bad post-harvest management. A much-quoted recent report from British NGO Oxfam posed a simple question. Is the answer to our future food needs to just produce more food, or is it to try and fix a broken food system? Most analysts I have spoken to during my investigation have argued for both. As I leave the farm, Milo tells me he has heard the land he used to own and now tills for a landowner will soon be turned into a golf course, leaving him uncertain for his future, and the Philippines, with rising populations, reduced rice production. Having lost their land, both farmers are now clear on what they see as their priority. I still see rice as being more important than meat, as most people in the Philippines can't afford to eat meat. But the problem is that most of the land is owned by the wealthy, who do not always know how to get the best from the land.